This episode of Ticket Volume is brought to you by us, Invigate. Get service operations under control in no time. Get one free month of our software solution by going to try.invigate.com. Ticket Volume is proud to present the VP of Product for PeopleCert, a former consultant and director for ServeU and Maxpert GmbH. He's also served as an ambassador for the DevOps Agile Skills Association, or DASA, in Germany, as well as many other roles and experiences. Welcome to Ticket Volume, news and information for improving IT experiences. I'm your host, Matt Barron, and each week I chat with different leaders to share insights on service management, technology, and businesses, and this episode is no exception. Guten Tag, listeners. What are you looking to learn more about? Leave a comment, connect with us, or share our podcast with someone. The algorithms will reward us for your interactions. Now, let's begin. Welcome, Marcus Baus. Hello, welcome. Thank you that I can be here. Yes, my pleasure. Thank you so much for being on Ticket Volume. I had the pleasure of catching your presentation at Pink, and what a tantalizing topic. ITIL, the future... Everyone wants to know what the roadmap is like, but first I want to get to know you a little bit. What, what, how did you find or come across ITIL in your career, Marcus? Yeah, I'm, I'm uh, working with ITIL since, I don't know, 25 years now. Uh, I've started in the IGV2 uh, times as, uh, as trainer, as consultant, I've done implementations of ITIL in big companies, still uh, ISO 20,000 certifications. Um, and uh, then I started in 2004 for working for Zerbu as the, the biggest ATO in our training organization in uh, for the German-speaking area. At the end, we had around about uh, 9,000 9, uh, certificates. Uh, so um, and um, built up this this company uh, as as mentioned directly. And uh, in the last year, or before, I had a very good connections always to. To the, to the people of PeopleZert and uh, the senior management. We discussed a lot uh, in the past how IT should look like, that it's relevant, that it's... Uh, and that, of course, I had an, an idea of how it should look like. And uh, yeah, last uh, autumn or last summer, uh, the owners came to me and, and said, okay, Marcus, you have complained enough. Now come home and make it better. So <laughs> now I'm here. Uh, and um, and uh, trying to to uh, to help the community to bring it to the new age. Yeah. I love it. That's fantastic. What a good story, you know. <laughs> it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough to be a customer and then become the product owner. Uh, you know, you've got all these biases in place. But I know that you've got this product management background, so it's not it's not something that I'm mm-hmm. necessarily afraid of. But man, I could totally t- t- I would totally try to change it way that I wanted it changed. I, I don't know if I could resist that urge. Um, so I do want to talk about right away because there's this topic, the, the most recent news um, around PeopleCert uh, and ITIL, and I want to address it right off the bat just because I was at your uh, speaking engagement and someone turned to me and they were surprised about this, uh, that there's a new recertification schema. And I think he had just missed the email is all. Um, but the idea is that you're able to recertify after three years, you're able to, you know, work towards, uh, recertifying and making sure that your, your training is up to date, that your thinking on ITIL is correct still. 
Why don't you talk about that a little bit? What is the change? How do you see it working for, for the community? Yes. Uh, I think the first uh, step there is a misunderstanding that uh, the most people um, realize this or the impression is that that uh, the uh, certificates are outdated or not valid. So this is not true. Since, uh, we, what we have made is we have set a renewal date on, uh, on the certificate. And perhaps in the first impression, it looks a little bit like, oh, yeah, it's only rotting. As, but, but it's... Um, um, it's uh, the the idea behind this is that to to make it visible if someone is up to date with his knowledge on IT or not, and um, I have made I don't know five hundred one thousand interviews with, with potential consultants or uh, service management specialists in my life, and always you get these IT certificates from for example two thousand seven or two thousand seventeen and that's like this, and uh, you don't know. What uh, is it? Well, or not? Is, has he done something, or have he only do, done an exam and so then nothing with that? And now you see uh, that um, uh, for for someone who says my knowledge is relevant, that I have uh, spent time uh, to be up to date. And when, when you only see how the world have changed in the last three four years with COVID and, and so on, uh, which impact this had on on delivery models on the adoption of, of uh, service management. It's very, very um, important that, that you're getting in touch with the community, for example, uh, reading books, uh, making your knowledge up to date, uh, taking new certification. And this is what you now see on the certificate. And this is the major motivation uh, behind that. Yeah, I, I think it's a really good example of how certification schemes can also support just the fact that you continue to learn and that you continue to stay invested in it. I'm totally guilty of this, right? Like my ITIL V3 certificate is from, I don't know, 2010, 2011, mm -hmm. like a long time ago. Um, and I am totally biased again. Uh, I have direct access to a bunch of ITIL authors and the product managers. So I'm in a totally unique situation, but um, yeah. Hit the nail on the head. Are you still interested in this? Do you have the relevant experience? And sure, you studied it back then, so you've got this. You do still have this foundational aspect. I, I took the PMP training when I was um, when I was uh, service desk manager. I never took the certification, but you mm -hmm. can imagine how much of that training I put into practice in my daily work as part of being part of projects that happened all the time. I was just better a better partner during projects. Okay. When we spoke about this recently, Marcus, um, we talked about the org change element of ITIL and owning this. And I saw a quote that reminded me of our conversation today. It said, um, no framework is perfect, but many frameworks are useful. Yes. And, and that really struck home with our conversation about how how you're, you will never have a perfect product in ITIL. It just will never apply universally to everyone. How do you address that? How do you approach that? Yes, uh, one framework alone will never answer all questions. Um, and when we talk about everything what could happen in, in, for example, in an IT organization or when you take a wider scope in an enterprise. So one framework alone uh, will never be able to uh, um, to cover all these these questions, all this scope, and uh, so 
the answer about what we as people sort of do, doing right now is that that we have a lot of frameworks in our portfolio and and looking very hard to to get a combination of frameworks, uh, which um, um, which gives the uh, organizations with the which they uh, wants to adopt these these frameworks to show how could I make uh, the the orchestration of them so that I can get the perfect flow of work in my uh, uh, established from demand to to value creation. Doesn't matter what um, um, what business I, I I'm, I'm looking for, and uh, for example, when you see um, for surface operations and all the stuff that's around this, I just the best framework we can get. Mm-hmm. We can we have to tailor it. This is another point which is very important. Book knowledge is not a quality uh, issue for for the real implementation. So the people who are doing the certifications have to get the knowledge how to tailor it. Um, but for example, you have the other area with Dev, uh, with DevOps, and so on. And uh, this is something um, what um, perhaps the one or the other have seen in the last days uh, that we have announced that we have acquired a DevOps Institute, uh, the market leader of, of DevOps certifications. And uh, the goal is to have not to single uh, the certifications which have nothing to do with each other in the portfolio. So they how do they take they came together? What are the interfaces? How can you uh, establish uh, the perfect flow from Dev to Ops, DevOps, DevSecOps, and so on? Um, and um, and perhaps when you take a look in the real world career of of, of uh, IT specialists, you know, take a really see what I have done in the past. It's not only IT. It's project management, it's service management. We have uh, some kind of agile methods like now Scrum. We also have in the portfolio. So uh, what we are working right now is to show also learning classes uh, exactly what do you need. And when you ask me today, um, what is the, the the basic knowledge what you should have in the IT organization? I think you should have an IT foundation minimum. You should have a Scrum master minimum, and you should have an, a DevOps foundation minimum. That you that you understand how an IT organization overall. Is working and what are the different areas are doing, and this is uh, what we are aiming for. And this is what people are standing for, not only item. Yeah, yeah, I think it's the goal of many uh, organizations as well. The the technical teams, <clears throat> I think we all see the value in in knowing those things specifically, how to operate, how to build, um, and how to keep it all secure. Is like that's. That's basically IT in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And whether whether your whole team is certified or whether you've just got subject matter experts, you know, it all depends on what you need and the size of your organization. But man, I will tell you that having those individuals on your team, what a, a huge asset it is to to an organization. Not only to just have them for reference when you're making decisions, when you're speaking of strategy. But also to mentor and grow other people in the organization and help them understand how these frameworks, how this training can actually further your career and grow grow your career. So I want to um, talk a little bit about some of the details of the product. Um, some okay. some changes that have come recently is you I think you've announced recently that now you have the ITIL master. Uh, ready as well as the managing professional ready is is that correct? Yeah, this is this is correct. Uh, and perhaps we have to to, to um, take a little bit of uh, uh, the perspective 
in which situation the ITIL uh, framework is right now. Um, we have acquired, uh, we have people that has acquired nearly one and a half years ago or two years ago uh, the framework. And ITIL uh, 4 was launched in 2019. So, and uh, Excelos, uh, the owner before, has done some, some decisions. Um, it's always easy and afterwards to say this decision was 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 wrong, uh, but there was some decisions which has uh, not worked out really uh, or has not produced the value what, what they have expected. Yeah. Um, one decision was to take out the um, uh, IT practices out of the core books. So we in IT we have these core books, um, which is right now the IT Foundation, uh, great deal of support and so on. Uh-huh. And in the past, in our old versions, um, the, the, the um, descriptions of the practices of the former versions of the, the processes was part of the core books and uh, the qualifications follows the, the, the books. Uh-huh. So uh, Exodus have decided to take out the, these um, um, practice guides out of the core books with the reason that's easier to maintain, easier to in shorter frequencies to, to keep it up to date. Which is correct because it's very very complicated to update a published book, and um, but as they have built up the qualification scheme, they have focused the the content of the qualifications to the books, and in yeah. the books the the, the the practice guides was not na- uh, any longer um, there because it was separated, and so uh, the people are going to the to the qualifications, going to the trainings, making the exams, and said all. Oh, there are no no uh, uh, description of how do I build up an incident management? How do uh, I handle changes? Uh, how are um, do I handle releases or requests or something like this? And um, because a lot of people are not reading the books, only attending trainings, it came to uh, the, the the perception of the market. I is not practice practice relevance anymore. And um, this is a, a, a major misunderstanding because. The stuff is already there. When you see uh-huh. we have 34 practice guides, every practice guide has something between 13 and 50 pages. It's more content as in the core books. And um, yeah, and as people uh, take it take it over, and, and um, of course we take a look okay, in which situation we are right now. We have talked a lot in the market to to, to experts, uh, customers, and get the feedback. And there's, this is not any longer there. We have to use IW3. And we always said, well, why, why it's there? And then we realized, ah, okay, this came out of this situation. And that's the reason why we now um, introduce uh, or have enlarged the qualification scheme to to a third pillar with a um, practice guide, which are related to practice guides. Um, these are three bundles of tra- uh, trainings, 15 practice trainings, um, which um, addressing the most demanded practices. Overall, it's of 34 but we have taken the 15 most demanded of it all. And um, so uh, you can have now the possibility to do single day trainings when you are especially are interested in a single practice or uh, taking a bundle of, tra- of practices, five of them, uh, which are normally connecting together. So the, the first one is um, the typical operational value chain with incident management problem chain. The not change is a problem request fulfillment, monitoring. So what you need in your day-to-day um, operations area. And um, we have put in together, together with that a new designation, the, the a practice manager designation. 
Um, and you get this designation when you have done five, only five, not 15, only five practices. Um, so five single, or you do one bundle, plus the create, deliver, and support uh, qualification, which is, was already there, because there you uh, you learn um, uh, the value stream, value stream model, and the value stream model helps you how to get all the practices together. So yep. we said, and someone is the uh, practice manager, you should know the minimum five practices in detail, plus how do I uh, can set it up so that, that we get a really slow of work through all these practices. And then you are a practice uh, manager. And though, uh, of course, we hope uh, that uh, um, uh, we, we can reintroduce that this value in, in uh and the idea is already there that that you can really easy use it. Yes, excellent. So we'll try to share the slides that you used uh, at Pink because I think they do a great job of kind of visualizing yeah. uh, the framework and the, the different certification schema. Um, I really like how many times you have said during this conversation that you're listening uh, to people, which kind of leads me to the future conversation. Where is ITO going? And I I have to admit that I um, sneaked a peek at your slides before you edited them for painting. So I actually saw all of your promises that you made in, in your slides. <laughs> um, and what I really like is the last one. Um, the last slide says specifically, closer cooperation with our new offering and consulting partners. Closer cooperation with our new offerings for businesses using ITIL and closer cooperation with new and offerings for professionals using ITIL. And you and I both know that that's like, that that's how we circle around in the product life cycle. Go exactly. back to the community, see how it's working, see how it's serving, use that to improve and grow from there. Where do you see ITIL going in the future, either near term or long term? Yes. Uh, so yeah, this is part of my job right now, traveling through the world and, and, and talking about this stuff, but not only talking, uh, uh, hearing a lot, and last week I have spent one week in, in Australia. Uh, was there on the ITSMF already vetted, um, and 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 uh, take it there. Uh, points of view meeting um, corporates, not only ITIL trainers, meeting corporates who say we are using ITIL. What do we need? Uh, how does that that is working? Um, we are working very hardly. This will come this year also. Uh, the program of um, getting the two vendors back at the ITIL world. Uh, so this is the other area which is very important. We are working on uh, a quality seal for consulting companies so uh, that uh, uh, you have the chance there are lots of bad consultants out there uh, doing an idle foundation and, and, and say, I can do it, uh, your idle transformation. Um, so uh, that there is a quality seal of, 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 uh, for, for consulting companies uh, where she can show, okay, we invest in our people, we invest in, uh, in, in knowledge and, and uh in um, an experience, um, we are uh, also um, investing in a, in a corporate engagement program. Um, we are working hardly on an ambassador program. So we, we already have a lot of people who are working for us in the community. Um, we, we have a database of over 500 SLEs uh, which are working for us. But this is um, something I want to. Uh, Make it more more intensive, um, and uh, so uh, this that we get an ambassador program where you can come in 
and uh, and and participate and and give us our, your 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 feedback. We are not sitting in uh, or I'm my, myself. Understanding is not sitting here in Germany in Frankfurt in my office and saying, okay, I'm the wisest man in the world and that cannot decide what, how it looks like next year. So uh, my understanding is when I'm in the room and I'm the most stupid guy in the, in the room, when everybody around me is more intelligent, then I get the inputs what I need. And this is exactly what, what we are doing right now. Um, to answer your question, what is what is next? We do not have to expect that we get an ITO, new ITO version in the next one or two years. So uh, we, we we have ITO 4. ITO 4 is delivering what, what we are... Uh, what we need right now, we have uh, we are working on uh, with together with the practice guides courses. All practice guides are completely renewed and reworked. So this uh, is new. Um, we are thinking about um, this is only an idea right now. We're thinking about uh, role-based uh, codifications. So um, this could be also a direction which is coming. Um, and uh, and we are working on. Uh, had a lot of research right now. I'm establishing our own research uh, department in, uh, in PeopleSearch, research department, which are um, then works together with the community um, to get the inputs uh, how it should look like in the next five years, perhaps. Awesome. All good stuff. We we won't hold you to it. We know that those are some of those are ideas. We won't expect to see them. And thank you for promising that there won't be a new idea in the next couple of years. No, no, no. <laughs> I think it's good for people to know. Um and um what a great opportunity. I love the idea of role-based training. Man, what a great way to take skills and frameworks and put them together. Yes. That is such a great idea. I really, I really hope that we see that come to fruition. Um, how if if someone comes up to you and they're super passionate about ITIL, Marcus, how can they get involved? How can they um, send feedback and get involved today? Yes. So you, uh, the first step you can find me. So you can find me in LinkedIn. You can find my email address is marcus.bowser@pipsa.org. Uh, it's not not a secret. Uh, so um, if you want to participate, you can. Uh, send it to me and I put it at the right um, the right channels. Um, I know that in the past, uh, let me say the IGO owners uh, was not so open in communication. I don't want to blame what's happened in the past, but uh, I added my impressions uh, self that sometimes talking to uh, the IGO owners was like putting information in a black hole. So, mm -hmm. um, and this uh, have to change. We are working very hardly with our market department to, to build up this ambassador program that we get a really structure for 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 uh, for that. Um, but um, like today, I had a lot of people coming to me on on the events and saying, "Hey, I have a deal, and, and can I can I can I put this in?" And that's so all. Or we uh, we are also working on a licensing program uh, uh, when someone is, wants to um, put additional content on top of ITO. Uh, that uh, we have there uh, uh, really based where we can work together. So um, contact our customer service, contact me directly um, or, or my colleagues, and uh, and we will uh, put this in the right in the right uh, places. And in the next uh, months, let me say um, we are working very hard to build up these um, these more structured channels where we can we can work together. But this is the absolute goal. I do is must be out of the community for the community because 
when we are doing it by our own with five people in a room, then it's not best practice. And this is not our goal. Well said. Very well said, Marcus. Thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. Thank you for owning ITIL and taking it to the next level. And thanks for your time on Ticket Volume. Great. It was an honor to be here. You have so many uh, very, very people in your podcast and uh, have the chance to talk to you and your podcast. Uh, it's really an honor. Thank you very much. And I let us talk again, perhaps in a year, that, that then uh, we see what's used then. Yes, sounds good. That sounds great. Thank you so much for the kind words and thank you for uh, listening to the podcast when you can. And to our audience, thanks for listening to this episode. We've got a bunch more out there and more coming, so make sure to subscribe to receive an alert every time there's a new one. You can also submit specific topics or qualms or queries that you've got by DMing me, leaving a comment on one of our streams somewhere. Uh, and speaking of that, if you did like today's podcast, consider commenting or liking or leaving some feedback. You know that all of the AI chatbots in the world will love us more if you interact with our stuff. This podcast is brought to you by Invigate, the all-in-one IT service and asset management solution that helps organizations with world-class IT support. If you're looking for a solution to build your help desk without the headaches of year-long implementations and high overhead, you're going to love Invigate. In fact, IT teams from NASA, Toyota, and McDonald's use Invigate to manage requests, automate workflows, and centralize inventory data so that they can focus on delivering better service. Because remember, good service is good business. 